0: hey hey all you arizona lovers this is the finding arizona podcast episode number 350 as you can hear my voice is a little bit more energetic it's because atlas is over at swim class and we are just open here at the house so i'm just shouting with my energy up level high so this episode is with the phoenix police foundation with their president uh tim thomas he was incredible to talk to it's uh, it's understandable where you would want to know more about this uh, foundation because it does support our local community police officers I hope that you guys are encouraged to listen to this uh, conversation all the way through I encourage you guys to go check out their links in the bio as always we set it up for you guys to go check out every guest but before you go doing that I hope you guys are checking us out on our YouTube page if you're watching the video portion of this but if you are not go check out the YouTube page go check out our website FindingArizonaPodcast.com we make it easy for you guys to connect with us that being said uh, Twitter Instagram Facebook all under Finding Arizona Podcast and if you go over to our website there's two things for you guys to check out the newsletter which is a little bit more of the official side of things And then the blog, which is more of the personal side of things for our family and for behind the scenes. I hope that you guys are really enjoying the stuff that we're putting out here. We're working very hard and there's more to come because we're so excited. There's a lot of things going on behind the scenes. We also want to encourage you guys who are listening that want to be on the show. Continue to send us emails at podcast at gmail.com. If you want to also become an advertiser or anything like that, if you want to start your own podcast, we are now providing services to do so. So send us an email, we'll send you back what our service packages are. And we also hope that you guys are having a wonderful time during this spring, uh, kind of wintry. There's like a lot of rain going on in our neck of the woods. Uh, I hope that you guys are encouraged to go outside participate uh shop local again there's a lot of events going on uh, lately and on top of that there's a lot of new businesses going on uh, that are creeping up and just sprouting out like little dandelions in the world and I hope that you guys are encouraged to go check them out and support so that being said let's just get into it episode number 350 with tim thomas of phoenix police foundation as always we will catch you on the next episode and kisses hugs and belly rubs to our four-legged friends see you on the next one welcome back everybody to the finding arizona podcast as always we bring in special guests every week and today is no different ladies and gentlemen since 2017 our guest here has been the president of the police uh phoenix police foundation which is a 5013 501c foundation nonprofit organization that uh, focuses on the phoenix police uh department please welcome the president tim uh tim thomas welcome tim
1: Thank you, Jose. Thanks for
0: having me. I'm very excited to have this conversation with you. As always, we like love nonprofits here and I'm very an advocate for community involvement. And uh, this is just one of those things where I'm just like, it's so nice to meet you because I'm hearing it from, you know, uh, up uh, up from a high on the president's side and just kind of hearing from the horse's mouth, as they say. And uh one of the first things I'll just jump into is just kind of, I would love to hear your story and just kind of how you got involved with this organization and, and just how you came to be, because, you know, just doing my own research and just having my own understanding, you come from a health organization kind of side from your career, and now you're here. So I'd love to kind of pick apart how that happened.
1: Yeah, so I uh, I spent 21 years ish. Uh, in the healthcare industry between, uh, really between two organizations, Cigna and Blue Cross, Blue Shield of Arizona. Yeah, And uh, I had a, a really great career doing that. It was very good to me uh, when I was at Blue Cross, which was uh, towards the latter part of that 21 years, uh, I became involved with the Phoenix Police Foundation as a board member. So this this foundation started in 2001, but for uh, reasons not fully understood by me it, it went door, what i call dormant so it didn't it was just the best kept secret in town there are a few board members and then when we had uh a chief uh named daniel garcia he came from dallas yeah and uh he was familiar with foundation so he he kind of pushed the poke the bear and said hey where's the the foundation and uh the board members at the time went out and started doing some board recruitment and that's really where i got involved initially, uh, with the foundation as a board member. And then what was kind of interesting is three of those four uh, board members at the time resigned. And, uh, it was really, and and that's okay because, uh, outside having the 501c3, we didn't have anything. I mean, we were no, no presence on social media or the web or anything. So, uh, they were, it it was going to require a lot of work. And, uh, I was asked if I would step into the president role and I was a little nervous because I had, uh, I had two parents with Alzheimer's at the time and my day job. And But I, I really I thought that it was important enough to try. And, and so I got involved uh, as a president. And then one thing led to another and we started making progress. And it was clear that, you know, if this foundation is going to be uh, successful the way it should be for the fifth largest city in the, in the country, it's going to require full-time attention. Absolutely. And that's when I really made that philosophical decision to, uh, to leave the the paycheck for the passion, if you will. I mean, I, I yeah. do get paid, but it's, um, you know, it's more about the passion obviously than obviously. than the pay. Yeah, so yeah. that, that's kind of how I got here.
0: Well, I loved that. I love that story. And it just, it just determines or it just gives us an insight in what and who you are as a person. And just, again, thank you so much for even telling us half of that because I mean, really it just shows you know, one of those aspects of like, man, there's great people behind an organization like this. So people who are really, you know, really have a heart for it. And, you know, also, I'd love to just say to, you know, kudos for you. I mean, just like to look aside from not only your own family standpoint of where they're situated as your parents, um, just to kind of allow yourself even more um, stories and more like connections and things like, you know, um, your organization, organization highlights and, and deals with um, crisis response and, and, and loss, um, and so to even take those stories on even more emotionally, I mean, you know, kudos to you for having the heart and uh, big enough to handle all of that.
1: Yeah, I appreciate that. I appreciate Absolutely. that. It was really my my father really is one of the one that too. He's passed, but he um, he was the driving force for me to make that decision because he was a civil servant his whole life.
0: Oh, okay, yeah. And I, I remember
1: that. this very clearly in my 20s. He said, I was doing well financially at work. And he said, I, he goes, you're doing great, Tim, and, and keep it up. But I want to tell you one thing. He said, early in my career, I knew I could go in the private sector and make more money. Mm-hmm. But I made a very conscious decision to do what I do because I think it's important. And it's what I want to do. And to be honest, it kind of went in one ear and out the other. And then when I got involved with the foundation, I started meeting all these officers. I'm like, wow, these are really amazing people that could be doing something else. And it just brought me right back to my dad, yeah uh, where they're they're doing this kind of thankless job, but they get up every day they put that uniform on and go out there and put it on the line. And uh, you know, I can do my part to help support them,
0: yeah, one hundred percent. I you know there's something so intangible when you when you hear those stories and you connect on that level with the the individual, that's where I get my passion for this for podcasting and hearing the stories is just you know my grandfather was a big impact on my life and he was an elder in my community and so he really valued stories and and the one thing that he taught me was just really again um, everyone is deserving of that opportunity you know if you have to be the lending ear the person that people lean on they, they need that because that's that's someone important to them that they can divulge those stories and, and have a lending ear to to be heard and so you know that just been a big impact on my life and now it's snowballed into this but uh yeah. i love i love to keep it focused on you guys and just uh, really let's pivot again towards the the foundation and just kind of understanding uh, give us the direct affiliation with the phoenix pd i know that there's kind of a grant request process and how you guys work with them. Um, can you help us understand and unpack that a little bit more?
1: Yeah. So our mission is really uh, specific to the Phoenix police department. So they're the only organization that we we support, yeah. um, but it all trickles down and we can talk about that more, but really our mission uh, not to get in a lot of words is fund honor and assist. So mm-hmm. we, we focus on three things fund, which is, Really unmet capital needs, so uh, it can be very broad. And uh, the the bookends I like to use, you know, we built a with the help of Courtesy Chevrolet a ice a PD branded ice cream truck, nice for community outreach, really towards the little guys, you know, so they can uh, have that interaction with officers in yeah. that non enforcement when they're not having the worst day of their life, uh, kind of situation to uh, robots for our SWAT team. Mm-hmm. And then everything in in between, a lot of youth programming. Uh, we supported the K-9 program pretty significantly, yeah. uh, rec, uh, and so it's really just very broad. Then, that capital needs. Um, the, on the assist side, that's the one we wish we didn't have to do, but you know it is a dangerous job, and we mm-hmm. lose uh, officers uh, in the line of duty. You know, this year we've had uh, well over ten officers since December. Yes. Uh, that have been shot in the line of duty and uh, we're there to support them and their family if, mm-hmm. uh, in a crisis situation. And then on the honor side, it's really recognition. So being able to, um, you know, what I've found about officers is they don't do it for recognition, but they need it. And yeah. if they don't need it, their, their family needs it. So um, holding events like our women in blue or uh, supporting the annual pride in our heroes. Um, those are really the core functions of what we're trying to do. And then to your to your point, uh, mm-hmm. we don't want to fund anything that the department doesn't want. You know, we, we want to work in collaboration. So we've established yeah. a, a grant process where they basically come to us and say, hey, this is what we need. And then uh, our board of directors looks at it and we look at the funding available, fundraising, all that kind of stuff and, yeah. and see if it's something that we can support them with.
0: That's awesome. I mean, again, it's just one of those things that I feel like your foundation and your website, it was just really um, open and just really like you can go through it and see what you break. It's broken down. And it's really a kind of a, a really, you uh, again, I, I believe all the foundations that we interact with, they're very so much like open to like, this is what we provide. This is what we do and this is how we, we go about it. And so one of the best things about those 501 uh, is just that in itself, because it's just, you know, allowed or just important to that, uh, to that. And so I'd love to just kind of pivot, you know, a little bit more in the fundraising department and just ask this question because it's affected every business, every field, everything is just what you guys went through through COVID and just help us understand because um I know from my perspective and my conversations, just what uh you guys need from from your end and just having that uh shut down is just I mean, it was a critical time. So can you give us a little bit more insight?
1: Yeah, COVID was really difficult on everybody. Uh, But first responders, it was particularly difficult because, you know, they have to go out. They still have to do their job. Mm -hmm. um, And and they're interacting with the public. And, you know, we saw uh, a number of uh, first responders, you know, that were, um, you know, passed away from COVID and uh, that really hit law enforcement across the country pretty pretty hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and it just made it a very difficult environment to work in. Uh, but you know, our our officers they they persevered, and you know, and this is at the same time where a lot of the the protests were going on, and mm-hmm. that made it that confounded the difficulty of some things. But you know, these guys and gals are professionals, and they got out there every day and did their job and protected our communities.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's just one of those again I, I look at this situation where um a independent you know uh service like yourself or an independent business like this and and you know we can say what we want is just like the policing is just uh it has all of these uh connotations attached to it, but at the end of the day these service individuals who come in and and just you know doing their job like no one really has a problem with that like it's just a person doing their their you know, job, but it's like to support them and what and their needs. Again, I think everyone has that connection of service and understanding of like, yeah, needs are, needs are unmet in every, almost every field. But it's like, when you wanna give back to that, it's like, yeah, this is where the incredible people like yourselves who have the heart enough to like, you know, let's help them and let's go and give events like this where, you know, uh, under these cool, events that I would love to talk to you about the youth program and just kind of how you guys are connecting now with these different um, programs towards oriented like you said you have the ice cream and now you have like basketball I understand
1: yeah there is right now there's a youth uh, there's a uh, it's called the police activities league which does a lot of stuff but that was and this has been very difficult because with COVID and, and you know that we're hundreds of officers short. Mm -hmm. So uh, those type of programs, you really have to fight to kind of keep alive when resources have to get pulled out of um, details like that to go back onto patrol, because that's the bread and butter of the police department. Uh, But the last few years, we've had a PAL basketball league uh, in play and it's been really cool. And and what it's allowed is really these underserved kids to play club basketball Mm -hmm. um, with uh, mentorship from police officers and uh you know club basketball is expensive so it's something that's been out of reach for a lot of them but they have just been crushing it they've been winning champions and tournaments and uh, i think last year we saw over 11 uh, kids get scholarships Dang, to, uh, really to colleges cool. to play yeah whether academic or you know and a lot of them were here local community colleges but it gives these kids an opportunity that they, they might not have ever had otherwise.
0: Absolutely. That's just like a just a chance like this, and it's just like you give someone um, you know you lay the seed out and then it flourishes if you you take care of it and you you tend to it. So that's really awesome story. I would love to get what your perspective of you know how much you've learned from just this one program because I mean again something that you were saying is like the the programs itself and just the allowance of officers and off-duty and just, you know, that connection to the youth in that program. It's like, what's the most, or I guess, what is the most unique story or what is the, something that you've learned the most from just this program itself?
1: Well, I, I think the most significant thing about that program is that it was the initiative mm-hmm. of a single officer to develop and implement that program. Wow. It wasn't something that the department or the city said, go do this. He said, this, here's an opportunity that I see. Uh, and he uh, went out there and, and did his best to to create this program. So that, I think, is what people don't know uh, that that's in the heart of all these officers. And they do yeah. so much in the community outside of their work that nobody knows about. They, you know, again, they're not in it for recognition, but that's the kind of people that, mm-hmm. that are serving with Phoenix Police Department and I think in general in law enforcement.
0: I mean, that's again one of the, we go back to our connections to like the heart of this is that the individuals that make up your that that now go bleed into the programs are like you know, this is one officer's Passion and and passion projects. So you know, I can I'm, I can very much feel like the group that you're providing and the group that's there with your foundation is is a solid one and just kind of there's a lot of heart behind it.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: Uh, so let me go ahead and now go over to asking about just kind of your the the crisis response vehicle. I heard about is that how's that going for you guys?
1: The crisis. Re- Vehicle.
0: Uh, I think there was like a co-op between you and the PD about having uh, developing a, a crisis vehicle that would go out during summer pro uh, summer nights or summer crisis, and having families allowed to to uh, caretake in this crisis vehicle.
1: Yeah, so that's something that's still in the infancy phases. So we're we're looking at uh, having a, a, an RV type vehicle that can be deployed. Out to critical responses uh, scenes, so it could be anything from an officer-involved shooting to a very tragic event. Um, again, one of the things that I, I don't, I think the general public doesn't understand, or they, they don't want to just sit down and think about what do these officers see mm-hmm. um, on a daily basis. And sometimes, you know, it's it's stuff you can't unsee. It's uh, you know, victims are children. Uh, you know, drownings, uh, uh, that kind of stuff is is a lot of their parents themselves. So um, having a place, particularly in the summer where you could deploy this vehicle, it would give them they can't leave the scene or maybe they don't want to be in their home because that's a crime scene. They need to talk to detectives. Um, So it it would be very versatile in terms of um, how it would be used. But we're still we're still in the the infancy phases of that.
0: OK, yeah. Thank you again for just, again, allowing that kind of just be heard because, yeah, I think it looks towards the future and kind of the, this the last question that we usually kind of uh, head towards. But uh, let's pivot back and, and pull it back. Are there any other programs or anything? Because I know event wise, a lot of these um, fundraisers are, are vital. So if there's any events that you find are most critical uh, or more responsive, please let me know.
1: So we do, we have a number of events um, that we hold each year, and, and 23 is going to be an exciting year for us. So we're gonna we're gonna hold a few business forums where we're gonna nice. bring in subject matter experts uh, to be able to talk to business community and community leaders about law enforcement and what they see and how. Uh, for example, in January, we're putting together and we're still working on the details, but it's going to uh, be titled Leadership in Law Enforcement. Nice. And Chief Sullivan, our new chief. Uh, Rachel Mitchell from the County Attorney's Office. Uh, we're hoping to have uh, the FBI uh, special agent in charge, uh, who's new to his role, mm-hmm. uh, Special Agent uh, Davis, and, and then maybe one other person talk about one, why do they, what made them get to this place of service? Um, what do they see as important for the community? How can the community help what they do? Mm-hmm. Um, but just a very interactive panel kind of discussion. Nice. uh we're going to do a uh a, a fan, family fun day in april where we bring out all the assets and allow people to come and mingle with uh the police department awesome. uh, we're also going to have our third annual honor run in march which uh you know we've lost 41 officers in the line of duty mm-hmm. and each one has a memorial marker around town mm-hmm. and so this we we started this in the middle of covid so we didn't want to do virtual stuff but yeah. This has kind of worked because people can route their walk or run to one of these memorial markers, take a photo, send it nice. to us. We post it, build a, a photo memorial, yeah. uh, which is really cool. And then uh, and then our probably our marquee event is we're going to have our sixth annual Women in Blue mm-hmm. in September, which is uh, specific to the amazing work that women are doing in law enforcement. Awesome. Uh, and we just want to recognize them for the work that they're doing uh, on that front because they're becoming more and more important to uh, law enforcement.
0: Yeah. Let me ask you this. How uh, will we be seeing your photo going up uh, doing the run this year?
1: Oh, I'm always out there. Unfortunately, I end up having to do it about four times uh, to, uh, to satisfy <laughs> the needs of, of different groups. And, yes, uh, yes. you know, there's one with the chiefs and one, you know, but. It's a, it's a great event it's fun and we're going to try to expand it a little bit this year and yeah. maybe make it honor week uh, but it's important that we recognize Absolutely. Uh, and never forget the sacrifice of those officers that have yeah. um, put it all out there for us
0: 100% I I, I just again I, I always love when um, you know again the top guys is, is showing his leadership and showing how much I mean you're doing it four times so that's that's kudos to you that's I'm a, I'm a runner myself and cardio's, uh, cardio is just, for me, it's like, I'm always impressed. Whoever can manage to do some high mileage and and get up there. I'm just like, it's not easy. Kudos, like go for it. Uh, so we're reaching yeah. towards, we're reaching towards the end of our conversation. And again, I just, I'm very thankful for what you've put it forward in the community and just kind of, um, what you're doing there. And I'd love to just kind of stay on that idea of community. And, you know, what have you learned just being in uh, Phoenix and just learning from what has come from being the president of this foundation?
1: Well, I, 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 having an inside look, a very unique inside look into being a civilian myself into mm-hmm. the police department is that uh, public safety really is number one. Uh, we need it. We we desire it. And you know we've seen an increase in crime. We've seen a reduction in our officers. And uh, as a community, I think we all need to come. We can all do our part. The police departments do it, trying to do their part to to mm-hmm. in, always improve. And the Phoenix Police Department has made amazing strides yeah. in terms of police reform. Uh, and the community can support uh, our officers and what they're doing and, and understand that, um, you know, they have a difficult job, but they are there to protect the community. That's number one. Uh, you know, chief Sullivan has made it very clear that violent crime is a uh, top on his list, uh, as well as staffing and trying to get more officers out there. So, um, you know, we, we have just that force multiplier in terms of being able to, um, protect the community and, and do their job.
0: Absolutely. Well, again, I want to thank you for all the time you've given me here today. And I don't want to take up too much because I I know you got more. You got a lot of things on your plate. So let's get you just kind of um, situated here towards the end. I love always asking, uh, allowing my audience to just hear what they can do to provide uh, any help or goals that you have for, you know, you being a president, you have some goals for what your foundation uh looks forward to or looks towards. And can you give us what that may look like, if that's a number or if that's just something that you are looking to get help on? Uh, this is our chance to really let the audience who's listening know the needs for the foundation, the Phoenix uh, Police Foundation.
1: Yeah, and I appreciate that. Um, you know, with every every nonprofit, you know, the number number one request is funding. Mm-hmm. Uh, because that's how we survive. So we, yeah. you know, giving away the money is the easy part. Um, bringing it in is is uh, always more challenging. But we have a great mission. Yeah. Uh, everything we do trickles down to the community uh, and making it a safer place for us all to live, work, and visit. And uh, if people, you know, have the financial means to help support us, whether it's five dollars or a half a million dollars, we you know we are very grateful for that. Um, we also, um, uh, do a lot with in-kind donations. You know, we have this great partnership right now with, with Amazon where they donate, you know, uh, uh, clothes and sanitizing products. And we put those in the hands of our community action officers who know those people that need it out in the community. Wow. So, uh, in-kind donations are always helpful. Um, we talked about that vehicle. Uh, you know, we've had two donations this year, of uh, police vehicles from, uh, for our volunteer program called the cops program so those are really in kind you know they they help us they don't really end up as a number on our revenue but they're still very important to yeah. to our mission so um, those are the best things that people can do and our website is the is that you mentioned is, the, is a, a great place to learn about us and as well as to donate and that's org.
0: awesome thank you again tim for just and what you do here on this uh, community level and just being this kind of like link uh in the chain there um again i know it's probably not seen a lot or not heard a lot or not spoken about but if if i could give you a personal community thank you Uh, just kind of like from our end to you because again you you know that's something that I probably would love to hear more of but again this is again one last just like look it's like uh, at our conversation and just what we've been through and just like again what I've heard from you and just what I've experienced in this moment thank you you've done a lot of work and you you're continuing it forward and kudos to your team kudos to everyone involved um so let's let's just keep it going so uh yeah And uh, I do have a little bit here at my end here piece is uh, you can hear every episode of our podcast at FindingArizonaPodcast.com. We make it easy for you guys to connect with us. So everything is under Finding Arizona Podcast social media wise. And last but not least, we always say, uh," here she is, kisses, hugs and belly rubs to our four legged (laughs) friends. And we will see you on the next episode. Goodbye, y'all.